1: Yo, your boy is back for another episode of the X Man Podcast. Hello, my name is Doc Coyle. Thank you as always for checking out the program. Happy uh, belated Valentine's Day! I hope everyone had a wonderful time with their their boo or single night out. Valentine's Day secretly is a, is a good singles night out from what I remember. It's been a while, but <laughs> people out, you know, to uh, fill that hole. <laughs> I think you get what I'm putting down. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what's going on with me? Uh, I actually got some guitar solos done, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Still got a couple to do. One for sure, but, you know, I have a few I'm, I'm proud of. So that's, I've broken through the wall have that to report (laughs) glad glad to uh put that out there um one thing i want to talk about i i don't know if you guys seen this story it's of gojira someone took a picture of the prices at a gojira show in the uk and posted the prices you know kind of with the inference that the prices were exorbitant uh just to give you an idea T-shirts, 40 pounds, long sleeve, 50, 80 for a hoodie, um, 25 for hats, you know, there's some kind of like uh, odd items like uh, signed vinyl, 80 pounds, drum heads, 200 pounds, but that's, I guess that's hand-drawn by Mario, he did, does art on there, and so on and so forth, and, uh, you know, it's interesting how people kind of react to this because... I think, from a fan's perspective, I can I can maybe see how this might be upsetting or annoying. But even from that, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because the fans are at the shows. I mean, they're it's not like you're just going to see Gojira. You're you're going to the Gojira show, and then you're going to the Lamb of God show, and then you're going to the, you know, Metallica show, and all these bands are charging a lot for merch. You know, I don't care whether it's Iron Maiden or Britney Spears or you know, uh, a big country actor or or, or hip hop act. Um, So what kind of bothers me about it is that it's not like they posted 10 very big bands and said, oh, look at the prices. It's like, we're going to put this on Gojira. And I don't know if that's because they're environmentalists. So maybe that's uh, supposed to signify that they're kind of like anti-capitalist or something Maybe, maybe that's part of it so so they get a little more ire than maybe another band that might have uh might have had similar prices i don't know if that's the case but i don't think it's fair to single them out specifically but i'm sure this has been said by a lot of people but for those who don't know you know i think it's really important to understand where all this money is going uh a merchandise has gotten a lot more expensive i mean God forbid we just did these shows and I mean just the cost for like like a double x triple x hoodie was like $40 plus. That's the cost before we've made a dollar. <laughs> and uh you know and I think our our t-shirts were I think somewhere like $15, $16. Um you know we didn't print a ton of stuff, you know, being like Gojira When you're selling a lot of merchandise, you get a lower price point because you're printing, you know, thousands of shirts. And so you get you get uh, lower price points when you're when you're printing in bulk. So they do have that going for them, but well, here's what you got to understand: probably they're playing these big venues. They're taking twenty percent, maybe sometimes twenty five percent. Sometimes tax comes out of that sales tax. A lot of uh, the European countries have a VAT tax. Um, then your management gets a cut. That can be anywhere from fifteen percent to twenty percent. Sometimes net, sometimes gross. A lot of bands are paying their uh, lawyer a a percentage of what they bring in. Some a lot of bands are paying a business manager, and each of those might get five percent. Right, so think about there. Well, all of a sudden, you you're, you're out <laughs> damn near fifty percent of your money. Um, and then you have the you know a, what a lot of big bands do is they do merch deals with companies and usually get advances. Uh, and part of that, they'll send out, you know, a merch person to sell and, uh, deal, deal with the merchandise and, but that person's getting paid pretty well. That comes out of that. Uh, you have shipping. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you're, you're being like this, you're shipping. I don't even know how many boxes, you know, 50 boxes, 75 boxes. I mean, how much is that in shipping? So the, the costs are exorbitant. And then on top of that, it, it bears repeating that this wave of inflation, you know, affects every aspect of life. And so it's pushing all expenses more. Um, and so I get it from a fan perspective. You know, it's, it's an expensive night, you know, and I, I know I've been going out, you know, and it's every time I go out, you know, you know, just getting a couple of drinks, we're getting food, gas, everything is, is really piling up, but I really don't think it's fair to single out Gojira specifically. And I guarantee you, at the at the end of it, even though they're they're making money from this, uh, it's probably not as much as you you would think. Um, and this is the way bands survive, and they're one of the lucky bands to have kind of graduated to that uh, big theater arena level as an extreme band. And I think their prices are probably fairly consistent with other bands around their size, because usually the bigger the band, the kind of more mouths you have to feed. And obviously you're selling more, so you're definitely making more. And I get it, you know, the big bands are definitely making a lot of money from merchandise. And I say more power to them because at least somebody is. <laughs> you know, and it's I mean dude, we those God forbid shows man, if it wasn't for for merch, man, we would we'd have been we'd have came home broke. So that really saved saved our butts. Um but a lot of the money does does go out. So I I, I hear you. I empathize with with the fans who are out there spending money but I just wanted to give a little explainer that this is not some predatory or unique thing to Gojira, and I, I hope that I hope that helps that out. All right. Without a further ado, uh, we have a show sponsor for this week. It is a band named Altars of Ruin, and they actually sponsored like months ago, and I was waiting for them to send me a song, and they finally sent me a track. It's called a Collision of Faith, and as long as I know that uh, this is their first song they have out, when on Spotify, it's the first one, there's nothing else. And it's coming from an EP, which is not out yet, entitled Crimson Queen. Enjoy. so that was altars of ruin with their brand new track a collision of faith i really enjoyed that man that was i liked how dynamic and epic and all the orchestration and how it built it had some proggy vibes but it was very you know it had a unique sense to it so good job fellas and ladies if there are any involved in the band i don't know but uh this band came together uh, the guests are from Ireland during Ireland's extended COVID lockdown periods and primarily online project from a bunch of like-minded musicians dedicated to darker, darker narratives that interested them. Uh, the EP that I mentioned, Crimson Queen, which is not out yet, uh, will mainly focus on the role of religion and religious persecution in society, centering on the protagonist of the Crimson Crimson Queen <laughs> and her denouncing of God. A collision of faith sees her offer her pursuers a choice, renounce their faith or serve her for eternity or die and be completely erased from history. A brief snapshot into the wider story of the EP. All right. Oh, wow. That's very very ambitious. Like the music. I like that. I like that. Uh, If you want to check the band out, their Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is all altars of ruin. That's alter A-L-T-A-R, not with a E. And uh, yeah, go over there. Tell coil and the X-Man sent you Check out their music. Uh it's streaming right now, everywhere. Check out that tune. If you would like to sponsor the show, get up in the DMs or just shoot me an email to the X-Man at gmail.com. Remember, that is EX. All right. With all that business out of the way, give a little quick intro to this week's guest, Mr. Anders Frieden from In Flames. In Flames is one of my favorite bands all time, one of the most inspirational music really that has ever touched me and it's it's been you know i i talk about in in the interview that i've i've really followed them their whole career and i've i've considered them a lot like metallica and that they've changed a lot but and evolved a lot but i i always will appreciate that in a band even if i like this era better than this era this album better than this album and you know i just i just give them respect respect for that you know for still maintaining and their, their new record is incredible. And, you know, just the fact of having the opportunity for to have Anders on the show, I'm going to jump at that anytime I can. And I've known him for a really long time. He's such a sweet guy. And uh, this was a lot of fun. So please enjoy this conversation with the incredible Mr. Anders Frieden. for uh, for taking your time to be be on the show. This is a, this is a very yeah. nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. Nice seeing you like this. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, I don't I don't mess around. <laughs> I do prefer real life, so yeah. <laughs> well ne- next time, you know, I'm sure I'll, I'm yeah. sure I'll see you soon. Are you in LA? No
2: man, I'm in Stockholm. I'm in my house. I'm in my actually my home studio well, where I spend a lot of time during COVID. So yeah. It f- kinda of feels like COVID too not just
1: talking to someone on my ex. Well I'm I'm so used to doing this now because it's so convenient, you know, because you have the video component. It's yeah. easy to record. Yeah. And so even, even though I do really prefer doing it in, in person, I feel like uh, I'd like to step it up and maybe get some kind of studio so that I can film film it in person yeah. and it looks yeah. good and all that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I said it to someone else the other day. I remember, and this is pre-COVID, of course. When we, when you did promotion, you're traveling around, you know, like, let's say three weeks in Europe from country to country. And you talk to other people, had dinner with everyone and you came home totally exhausted. And now it's really nice. You can sit in pajamas and just talk to people over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I do not wear pajamas at the moment. Though. I, I have to, I have to be honest. I actually wear proper pants, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of nice this way. And I, this is be- way better than phone too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely we get to we get to enjoy each other's presence as human beings but you're in LA so much I almost feel like you guys live here I feel like I've run into you all the time it feels like home for all sorts you know you
2: know we, we made uh three albums there now we have so many friends and you know yeah it, feel, it feels really familiar and, and yeah home you know in, in, in a way and uh I love being there especially now during this time I mean outside here it's snow cold and you know i I prefer wearing shorts and being in, in warm sunny weather
1: absolutely absolutely so well congratulations uh the album comes out this next week uh no, no, this this friday 10th, this friday 30th. I'm sorry this yeah, friday yeah. well you know very very yeah, soon yeah. by the time this out this episode comes out uh the album will already be out okay okay so, congratulations. Um I listened to I got to advance I listened to the whole thing last night and it's fantastic. So, congratulations uh, to you guys. Thank you.
2: Appreciate that. Thank you very much.
1: Ab- absolutely. Um you know, and and considering that we share, are you guys is it uh be- better noise or you guys back a nuclear blast? We're on nuclear blast now. So. Okay, back back to nuclear blast. But, you know, yeah. We share some uh, professional acquaintances and, and management and things like that. And you guys are one of my favorite all-time bands going going back. Wow. You know, very you. big inspiration for, for myself. So I'm always just following what you guys do. And, um, you know, there's been kind of like a story, you know, a narrative kind of leading mm-hmm. up to this record. Um, you know, and, and that narrative. And I don't think it's necessarily something you guys have created or put out there. But I think in many ways it's it's kind of like the metal community at large or even just your fans or who, who are kind of like, this is a comeback or this is a return to form or what uh, whatever people are saying, is that something, does that narrative bother you or is no. it something, or are you tired of that? Or how do you feel about that? No, 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 it doesn't bother me at all. I mean,
2: It's, I'm happy that people like what we do, you know. Like, so that's fine, but I mean, it doesn't bother me either, either when someone says, Oh, you you lost it, you know, you did that or this or that. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I do this because I love it, and I do meet people that like what we do on the road, and that's rewarding enough, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I am totally aware of of the talk around because i have to address it every time i tune into you um <laughs> but but it it doesn't really bother me it did many years ago yeah. i i read a lot of stuff and you want you wanted kind of to explain to everyone your intentions because you at, there are times where we i, I think we've felt mis- misunderstood because of, of, of the choices that we made musically or whatever but uh it's just like I, I've done this, I have a, some sort of path that I follow, you know, and and I'm still here, <laughs> I'm just, I still do what I do. And it's even now after them, with everything that went down with the pandemic, I feel even more grateful to be able to do what I do. And, and a lot of those feelings of not being part of, of the group, of the band, being your touring family, you know, the crew, the, the fans and, and and the rest of the guys in the van. All of a sudden, you're in the same room creating something together, being part of that group. Uh, that is more the reason the album sounds the way it does than anything else, you know, or looking back or trying whatever people want to box people want to put you in, you know. Um, so, and, and sometimes I don't even, know when some tell me, oh, it sounds like old Inflames, like what old Inflames do you mean? Do you mean like, Soundtrack to Escape, or do you mean Luna Strain, or do you mean Siren? Ch- what is old to you? You know, yeah, I meet many people, someone hardcore. I, I only like gestures. race, and then you meet someone battles is my first, and I love that's my Bible, and you'd be like, Yeah, you're both right, <laughs> and I was like, Whatever, whatever it is to you, and that's something I love about music too. That is so personal, that's why you can't really say something to someone that's wrong because they like something, you know. But... I don't know if I answer your question. I'm all over the place, but you know, like um,
1: <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, 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 appreciate the answer, and I, I, think it's, um, it's a tough thing because it's kind of like a, a looking glass type situation where, as creators, you release art into the world, and now because of especially the, way the internet works, there's this like direct line to criticism, right? Whether that's, yeah. uh an actual review or that someone just on twitter talking shit or now you have this uh kind of twitch uh youtube like reaction community yeah in, in yeah. metal which which i think and for you guys has worked out really well because those people's especially i noticed um nick nocturnal i don't know if you follow him uh was a big kind of metalcore uh content creator he like flipped out like over your guys' last uh, song, "Meet Your Maker," and video, and I really, and then you saw the views on that video. That video did like I think a million plays in like three or four days, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's very directly related to that. That there's actually this kind of speaking what you were saying about how how passionate people are, right, about a band <laughs> and a community, but metal specifically, there's a there's a certain type of passion that's I think unique to this culture
2: which which is great i i I love it about this music i I mean what attracted to me about this music in the beginning was like i felt there were no rules involved you can do whatever you want and the deeper we got into the scene the more rules appeared from out of nowhere like okay i can't take this chord anymore because then i don't belong to this group or whatever it's like but i try to um i do not follow people like in that sense like on on I don't follow people on Instagram. I don't. I don't have a Facebook. I don't. I don't check YouTube. What people say, you know, uh, I, 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 because I I want to be pure in myself. What I feel and what I do, like that. The reason, the output I have through In Flames comes from a very pure and honest place. Whether you like it or not, you know. Like, and it's the same goes for 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 Björn and the other guys. I mean, whatever i've been hearing like oh you try to be this modern band or you try to do this but like bjorn he doesn't listen to new music <laughs> it's like it's like it's black sabbath rainbow uh, dio van halen that's 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 where we start the riffs and then we they go through the inflames filter and all of a sudden it sounds like something you know so so whatever box we you try to say that we we're in then and, and yeah that's true to you and and again, I I, I I love that, and everybody is entitled to whatever they want to say. I just I just stop realizing I can't come home, knock on your door, and tell my intentions. It, it's just it doesn't work that way. So, however we feel, if we can share a bond through music, awesome. You know, I love having people come up to me and and tell us like your music did this to me, the lyrics meant this to me, and and if they're not actually our intentions from the beginning. That's not the way I wrote my lyrics. I will never correct you because you own that moment. And on the tenth of February, well I, I up until that point I owned the music. And now I don't own the music anymore. This is not it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to someone else. It belongs to the world. It belongs to you know so it's it's all good. And I feel I feel very confident because we've done everything we can with this this album.
1: And yeah. Well, you should feel confident because I think it's it's a really it's a really strong album and I, and I think you know, it's what I kind of notice about um the fandom, right? And and there's a, a big elitist community within metal, right? But I I always find that that elitist community is a is a minority and kind yeah. of a, a vocal minority and to me in flames like career track is is almost like a you guys are like a mini Metallica to me in that there was like the period you came out and a lot of people kind of identified with the band and it was attached to this underground scene and then the band not only got bigger but then also like started to expand and experiment and you know and become popular with larger audiences and so when you kind of graduate out of that underground those people who first found you feel like like you spurn them or 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 whatever but i also notice a lot of people these people don't really keep up with the career and like i went back and just like listened to the last few albums to go is it really that much different and i listened to it and i'm like it's not i don't think it's really that much different musically i think it's turned up kind of a notch a little bit in terms of bringing a little bit of the thrash and kind of some some of those elements but uh i noticed the mix though in this album is, is a heavier ballsier like you know yeah. kind of more metal mix that's one the one difference that, I, noticed. I, I agree
2: i mean that's something we talked about and pretty much the only thing we talked about coming into this album that we want to make something that has a little bit more focus on the guitar and and bring the drums a bit more in the forefront, make it more punchy, and, and you know, we got to Joe Ricard, who's who, who played with us for a while. You know, he's the guy that mixed it. So for for us to talk to him and explain, he immediately understood. So that was, I mean, the the, the songs comes from the same place. I mean, the DNA of inflames melody and aggression. That's what it is. And I've been saying it, saying it to a bunch of people uh, that I talked to uh, while doing these. Um, Um, interviews, because it's always to talk about the past, the past, the past. Like, if we would, for just by an experiment, if we were able to record all our songs, like throughout our career, in the same studio, with the same equipment, with the same producer, feeling exactly the same that day, you know, the vibe is exactly the same. I think there would be more similarities between but because we are, you know, the year in between, and you feel a certain way, and influences come left and right. Even though it's not, you 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 you, you might you might not be aware of the the immediate influences, but something happens, and and we don't want to repeat ourselves. So like that's not what we want to do, and I'd rather want to be a band that people be are a little bit on you know, they are not sure what's gonna come, you know, so you take them by surprise and also um it's very difficult to come like the album you first you you hear the first time and i I guess it's the same for you and 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 for me as a as a music fan i mean operation mind crime nobody i mean queen strike can never do an album like that again like it doesn't matter the 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 quality whatever it's like that's my ground zero for them and and then other bands too you know like um scorpions blackout that's the album for me you know like stuff like that um i, I alice in Chains, dirt that's like the bible for me you know it, the albums past and before and great but nothing compared to so it's like you 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 uh, you find an album or a music or a band in a certain point in your life and and it's, it's you can't compete with that. and the same goes with our music and your music or whatever you know
1: you just you just can't so you can't we can't that, recreate magic and you can't be the person you were when you were twenty five right like you have to be the person you are now that,
2: like like if someone was like oh I wish you did Jesterace, race uh race part like that would be the worst we'll call it true untrue untrue move we can ever make because we are not the same people not with it like gesture race was done in eleven or twelve days like including mix you know and that that <laughs> it is no, no way we can do that today. Like we can't. And there's something beautiful, and and the naivety and the the the, the way we were and the, the, our view upon the scene, and upon the where we were as musicians is so beautiful. But that cannot be recreated. It's just impossible. And it should not be recreated. That should be on its own. Like like should be untouched.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I've I've never really personally identified with that because I always have more respect for bands that evolve and change as opposed to bands who go out of their way to stay the same. And I and I get it, like at the end of the day, it's a you know, it is a business, right? It is a brand, right? If if all of a sudden yeah. if you guys don't sell any records or if you don't sell any tickets, you can't do in flames anymore. So it kinda does matter that people care right and people show no up.
2: Yeah, yeah but that i think there's two things like I, I, it matters that people care for sure and with that comes you know ticket sales and, and album sales or whatever but you can make it, it it's not a formula where okay, let's do this and then we do this and this and that's equal this amount of money or this amount of people that care that's you can't do that i mean it's just it's both tired and it's just like impossible this is not the music i don't think metal is the music to do it in if you have those want to have those calculations i mean at least not for us or for me but that being said i'm you know i'm extremely fortunate i can travel the world for these many years and do what i do and that people are interested in in taking part in a new release of of an album that we work really hard with um so that is amazing you know and and it's extremely rewarding like but it has to be there's no money in the world that if i go on stage and third night in a row i feel it's not this is not a place for me it's time to go there's not money involved in me being on stage and and doing this you know i'd rather just do something else you know so
1: yeah well uh, i mean I, i was uh, watching an interview with Bjorn, he was saying how the touring part is like his favorite part of being in a band and kind yeah, of the big motivator. But- is that the same for you?
2: Uh, I love that, too. But I, I love going in the studio with nothing and coming out with something that you as a band feel is complete. Yeah. I love that. but I'm, I'm way more nerdy. I mean, you know, he's a guitar player with Wawa. Wow, that's it. <laughs> he's like, if I would, I have, I have like in this room, I have like 50 gigs, you know? different pedals for different reasons, you know, like I, so, 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 and that speaks volumes about him too. He cares about the riff and a sound and, and he loves being in on stage in front of people, which is, I, I think it's amazing, but I'm more nerdy, you know, but I, 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 I love being on stage too. I, 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 that, that's the moment where I, yeah, I feel it feels really rewarding, and I feel at home.
1: Are you – this might be a weird question, <laughs> so take it for what you will. Are Do you consider yourself like an anti-rock star? Yeah. Do, do you want me to clarify yeah. what I mean by no, that?
2: No, I, I kind of – yeah, yeah, I guess. Now I don't see myself as that, but, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not very much into the – yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't
1: know. Well I'd, say, well, I'd say like, so back in the day, right, you know, you had like dreads and you yeah. guys, I remember you guys were doing from different tours, you would kind of coordinate your stage clothes and it would have yeah. like this kind of a little more elevated thing. And in, you know, maybe the past 10 years or so, you know, you wear a baseball cap, you dress pretty plainly on stage. And it's, and to me, it's antithetical to what I when I perceive a lot, especially when you're the singer or the front person, there's this additional responsibility kind of put on you to stand out or be in the spotlight or represent something, right? That's yeah. elevated or or bigger. And it seems like, um, and I think you know, and I think this is both with you and Bjorn, where you guys have this. It's like a quiet confidence where you're not trying to be anything. You're just complete it seems like from the outside looking like you're very comfortable with yourselves and who you are and you're not trying to be anything other than that
2: no no i I think we are that that years i guess years of experience and being in this band and do what we do we are we are confident at what we do and i love being on stage uh screaming at people you know circle pit circle pit do this do that but you know, out off stage, I'm not that person. And if I go to show myself, I'll be, you know, at the at the bar with a beer, watching the band and enjoying the music. So, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I, I am. Mean, yeah, I don't feel like I mean, it would be different if you were a new band, I guess, you know, you have to, especially these days, it feels like it's so, you know, you can do whatever, but to be heard and be noticed, it's it's quite difficult um, with everything that's going on. So you have to Act a little bit extra, but I I think it would be stupid if I all of a sudden start wearing different attire and you know start saying weird shit just to be noticed. (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) well, is that is that part of the? Because I've heard.
2: Maybe that's for the fifteenth album. You know, we go all masks and say dumb shit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well no i've i've heard you know just from for instance obviously i have a lot of swedish friends and have toured with many of of the bands uh from the area but from what i've been told that the swedish culture is a lot more it's like it's there's not as much focus on being ego driven it's it's people deflect attention like that and it's more like humble
2: yeah it's it does it's not like uh it's not great looked upon if you try to be better than anyone else. You yeah. have some Jantelagen, which you have to translate in some way, because I don't know how what you call it in English, but uh, um, it's like you sh- we should all be... everybody should be somewhere in the middle, you know? Yeah, uh, Not too good, not too bad. Um, and yeah, I think we all suffer from that, I guess. You know, and that's why we lose in in a lot of games against Americans too, because <laughs> you have this mentality of "fuck it, let's go," and then you win. You
1: know. Well, in so. the game of heavy metal, Sweden <laughs> is doing has done pretty well. I I, yeah, I, I, would, yeah, I would say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's we have to blame ABBA in Europe for that in Roxette.
1: <laughs> Listen, I mean, there, there's a lot of reasons. I've I and every time. Uh, You know, I speak with gentlemen like yourself. I'm always trying to crack the code a little bit, find out the little secrets, because as a young burgeoning uh, guitar player, that's where I was getting a big portion of my influence in like the mid Mm. to late 90s. And there's something in the water there. It's it's wonderful. Um, Speaking of kind of going back to talking about touring a little bit, I've noticed in the last year or so, It seems like the band has kind of gotten back to touring with, you know, bands like At The Gates and Meshuggah and Orbit Culture and stuff that seems to kind of tie a little bit more with how you came up. And then you go back a few more years, you guys were touring with, you know, Hell Yeah and Five Finger Death Punch and uh, Alter Bridge and kind of things like this, Papa Roach. Um, Is that something that's been deliberate to kind of go... Did you guys like, hey, we tried kind of doing this more rock thing and it was cool, but we kind of want to do something a little different?
2: I mean, all the bands you mentioned are are nice people, Uh, so nothing against them. But we, you know, we had a new management and, and as you know, the bands that you mentioned are with the same, you know, label or management or in the same circle. And these bands seems to tour with it each other all the time yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 we came in with uh an attitude of saying okay let's try it let's do it let's see what happens you know it, instead of going in and being no 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 because we kind of been like that in the past like we know better ourselves uh, so we try that but you know I, I i i think we're we're more at home where we are now not not again not nothing against those bands because they're awesome and we had good times um but i mean both like bands that you mentioned like michelle guy and, and at the gates we've known those guys i like since the early days since we started you know they're part of the swedish scene the early days but we played festivals but we never toured together so now we had moments within the same year to actually do it and when we do our own tours um I, I get to pick what bands I want to do and want mm. to play, play with. And I, I, it's like, let's see what at the gates are up to. Cause that would be awesome. You know? And, and we played all the small class clubs in Gothenburg and now we get to play on a bigger stage and it was phenomenal to end in Gothenburg, you know, in front of 9,000 plus people knowing that we come from clubs that hold 50, hundred people. Uh, it's, and it's now we're here. Too. That, that was awesome. Good feeling. So I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, it feels 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 good, and it, I mean, it, yeah, I think it's intended to be that way.
1: I mean, I think it's you know, I I don't know how you guys feel about it or the other bands that have made a mark in that scene, but especially a band like At the Gates because they broke up for so long, and you know, obviously now they've they have this great legacy, but when they broke up, they weren't really that successful. They were a struggling band, and. Yeah it's interesting to see that you know when all those bands were coming out like you guys and them and arch enemy and sword work were really kind of taking off in the late 90s early 2000s it was this new thing and it was really exciting and then i want to i want to i don't want to say it like went away but it definitely like there's cycles right of where certain sounds are yep. the, the cool thing or the not cool thing but then kind of nostalgia sets in, right? You wait 10 years and all of a sudden it becomes yeah. cool again. And now it seems like there's this almost renaissance with all those bands being really successful in that sound. And to me, it's just a heavy metal sound, right? Like it's guitars, it's melody, it's heaviness, it's hooky, what, what, whatever. It's not, to me, it's just part of the broad thing that is heavy metal, but there's obviously something special about that. That sound that that you guys and all those other bands that people see, seem to really care about.
2: Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a craftsmanship is really well done. I mean, the bands that you mentioned c- coming out with really good albums lately, you know, which I feel are, are all on point for what they are. Um, so yeah, and and I mean, I can only speak for us. We don't want to be. I, I love our history, but I don't want to carry. I don't want. I don't want it to be a crutch, you know, something sure. I lean. You know, or uh, I I want to look forward, uh, but I understand my history and and embrace the history and and, and you know and not it's not something I I I definitely don't want to run away from it. You know, and I hope people can hear it when we play live that we we still play those songs, we still play those albums, and we sometimes those songs are the best of the night. Sometimes a new song is the best. So it, it's it's all over the place. But um, yeah.
1: Uh, I have a question about Howard Benson. Um, how, how many records has it been you worked with him? Four or five records? Three, three, three records, records battle, three records. Battles I Mask, and now full gone. Um, what is is it about the way Howard works that keeps bringing you back into the fold? Because you also uh, do you write with you write with him as well, or just the recording part of it? We do
2: recording. I mean, he's he's helping me for sure with. the... Uh, uh, vocal vocal melodies and stuff like that but now now it's like uh, i mean he's part of the he's he's the guy that overlooks everything you know but he he's recording me and then mike blotnikoff he's the one that record the guitar the bass and the drums mm-hmm. uh, but now i i have a lot of faith in howard and now we worked for these three albums i don't have because like, when we came over the first time I think I had a little too much respect you know mm-hmm. the, the bands that are attached to the, the name Howard Benson and what he' done and we've n- we've never worked with a producer with such a name yeah uh, and and now it's more like we know each other really well we know each other's strength and and he knows when I'm too tired or when I sound a certain way and he, he's pushing me and he can he's very good in hearing hooks. Yeah. So, if there's something there, he he can immediately spot it, or or, or he can tell me it's no, don't work on that one because it won't go anywhere. Um, and and uh, but but he, I I think there's a yeah there's um he he let he let me sit by the piano too and come up with like my my melodies and he. he sits behind me and hear what I do. And he's like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, keep that or let's work on that one. And he, he's very good in coming up with, you know, certain harmonies and stuff like that. So, and, and for me as a vocalist, it's extremely important that I have that trust. I feel that way. Like after working with Donny Strand for such a long time, I was like, ah, I can't work with anyone else. He's my man. I almost, almost brought him over to the States the first time for battles. But then I, I kind of realized, you know, like I mean, we pay Howard enough money, so let's use his talent <laughs> and I'll, don't bring another one. And I kind of had to let let go too a little bit. It's it, it's easy to stay in what you know. Like you don't learn anything and you don't become. I mean, I I, I love to learn. I love to learn about my instrument, uh, my own instrument and stuff like that. So so it's good that I let go a little bit of 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 my my scares uh whatever it might be but you no, know, i, I love working with howard
1: yeah he, he never came to you it was like listen guys we're gonna we're gonna make this sound like hoobastank all right you ready <laughs>
2: <laughs> i th- he saw pretty early on that that's that's not possible but actually i mean with battles we again going back to the the saying yes to things um uh, we uh, agree to write with some other people just to see whatever happened you know
1: yeah
2: and that was a it was a great learning experience i don't i don't know if if that's something for us you know we know who we are and and this album is is us like it's bjorn and i and and tanner and bryce and 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 chris and then if we we have this you know <laughs> we know what we're doing and and this is by far it's so fucking i don't even want to say you know what i'm gonna say it's the best album we ever made but you know what you know that's at least the way it should feel i mean i i probably say i've said it now 14th time you know uh, for the 14th time so
1: well i think it's i think it's i think it's up there and i think people will you know to me there's as an inflames fan there's like different peaks for me like that i yeah. go back to and i like different things about different eras of the band because i think you discover new aspects of yourself or you discover new strengths like it's like you talking about you know your vocals like you are such a unique singer like you just no one sounds like you and uh the interesting thing i like you did you filled in for lamb of god right on a show or and i remember like watching that footage and being like Man, people don't give Anders enough credit for how brutal his fucking voice is, you know, because you do so many different things. And I think um, Inflame's music is so melodic. Maybe people yeah. don't realize that you, that you fucking get down. All right. Don't <laughs> don't don't forget, <laughs> motherfucker, that I get down. <laughs> uh, that was something that's really good for me. It's know
2: I, I start working with a vocal coach. Um, he's from L.A., Mark Rank. Big props to him. He's, he's amazing on battles, Howard said, you should, you know, go see someone, just see whatever happens. And uh, me walking there, you're like, I know my best, I don't want to work, you know, like how you are right? coming from a screamy background. But he've done so much for me to help. I mean, we do singing, singing and, and a lot of learning how to breathe and all that stuff. But all that helped my screamy voice to become better and way more uh, stable and, and and i'm ready when we play live like first song it doesn't take me f- four or five songs and and so i feel i am better at what i do it's uh, and you know it's i'm not trying to be the best singer i'm trying to know my instruments and i'm happy when you say i i sound it's unique I, no one sounds like me because that's that's great i don't want to be anyone else i want to be me
1: well i mean that's i think that's half the not even half. I think it's almost more important than being great is being unique, because it's like if you listen to like Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. I don't think anyone listens to Anthony Kiedis and is like that's the greatest singer in the world. But it no, sounds I, I know, like I him. know
2: What you mean? I want I want to feel something, right? I want I want to I want to tell a story with my even if you don't understand my lyrics, you don't understand English, even. I I want you to get something from the way I sound and. Uh, uh, I rather, I work with emotions more than anything, and and because fucking everybody can sing and everybody can fix it in the in the studio and everybody it's like everybody has a voice. It's just like don't be afraid to use it. Just get out there and fucking sing, you know. Like like it it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be just because yeah. Some pe- so many people compare to like the you know the American Idol or Swedish Idol, and you have to be that singer, right? But that's so boring, you know,
1: so fucking boring. Well, I re- I remember this show is when God forbid was on tour in two thousand nine. It was this festival in Spain called Cobeta Sonic, mm-hmm. and it, Motley Crue headline. I think you guys were main support, and uh, it was Anthrax and Dragon Force, and we opened the stage. And this show, from what I heard, your guys' uh, computers or like backing tracks like didn't show up, and so you guys ended up doing. A completely like raw set like no there was no cloud connected like nothing that had like heavy synths or anything you just did did just a raw set and you guys sounded just as good (laughs) as you would with all that stuff and it was just a cool thing to see because it it confirmed something i already believed but you know that you guys are just you know you're that good it's not just be you know you hear you hear about this stuff you know with bands with Laptops or backing tracks or whatever, and how reliant people are. But listen, I'm letting the people know i seen it, all right? And flames don't need none of that shit, all right? It's just, just a little. Yeah, I, I, I,
2: I don't want to get into that debate because I've, uh, I've heard about it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and and it's totally fine. Each to, I you know whatever people want to do, and and it's just like, yeah, we we use uh, tracks, um not as much over in the bigger shows in Europe because then we have a keyboard player with us but it's we can't bring him all over the planet all the time um but uh, i want us to be able to play a show without them we are not it's not what runs the show like you know we can still play even though i mean I, i think i mean i so i think how you put how you sound on an album and how you sound live is too different things you know some people's like oh you don't you don't sound exactly like you do an album yeah so what you know it doesn't have to it it can be whatever you know so so there i I like when there are some mistakes and some flaws and 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 life (laughs) it's it's all good (laughs) um but uh no we 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 can play most
1: songs oh well i I, i've (laughs) seen it and it's amazing (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i think you guys are one of to me uh What set you apart, and you know, there's so much kind of lineage. You know, I don't know if the people listen to this show. I'm sure I've talked about it here and there, but how far we go back, I mean, God forbid, opened up for In Flames in 1999. Yeah, obsessions in in Randolph, New Jersey, and it was it was a kind of a life changing moment for us because you know we were such fans. But I think what made you guys stand out was how refined you were as a live band at that point it put you i think on another level especially with a lot of technical bands coming in that area that to some degree i remember seeing some of those bands for the first time and they were not as put together live and i think because a lot of those acts were very studio oriented right a lot of kind of just really technically gifted and, but a little on the nerdy side, but you guys seem to really have it together as a live band and you sounded great. And the level of tightness and performance was always a step ahead. And I think that's a big reason why you guys kind of shot ahead of the pack. Um out yeah, That's something that's very important that you play live a lot, you know, and
2: I am very sad. I, I see here in Stockholm, I see a lot of small clubs, you know, uh, close up and and a lot of bands don't get to play as much you know or you have to have an album have out you have to have a certain amount of streams to get a chance so they the organizer don't give you a chance like dude you got you gotta you gotta practice practice and practice that's how you become better and and be be a band you know play together because i've seen that too bands that sounds amazing on an album and then you hear them live and you be like what <laughs> so yeah Playing live together is important.
1: Well, speaking of p- playing live and kind of chemistry as a band, you currently have three Americans in your band. And it, it didn't happen overnight, but slowly but surely, you started losing Swedes and adding Americans. Uh, yeah. Was was that on purpose or it just happened to work out that way?
2: I just happened to be good dudes. They could be from Iceland or, you know, Chile or Japan. It don't, it don't really matter. You know, they just... Um, so, Daniel left, we went to, to L.A. to record battles, And there was Joe working in the studio with Howard. And he was helping us because we kind of work in a reverse. Um, we do program drums first. So we can change uh, the songs back and forth, back and forth, uh, up until it. You know, towards the end, because sometimes I do some vocal stuff and we have to rearrange shit. Mm-hmm. And then, is the, if not the real drums are are done. So he was there helping us out uh, and uh, and did the program drums. So when it was time to record the drums, he was like, "You've been helping us out here. Why, why why don't you record the drums as well?" And he was like, "Yeah, I can do that." And then he was such a great dude. And we like, "Do you want to be part of the band?" It was almost like going to uh, a, a girlfriend's dad to ask for marriage. You know, we had, I had to go to Howard and I, can we have, you know, ask for Joe's hand in a way, <laughs> like <laughs> ask for his drumsticks. So we had to ask Howard for, is it cool that we take Joe? And he was like, yeah, that's awesome. And so we did. And then Peter left. And then, so Joe recommended Bryce because he knew Bryce from, from Nashville and he came in and it was instant love. It worked really, really well. And then when Joe left, Um, um, we knew of tanner because we've been on a tour with five finger and of mice and men over here in europe and tanner was taking for of mice and men so we always saw this guy this joker behind stage really fun guy coming into a dressing room you, you know with a smile and everything i didn't know how good he was at the drums at that point but then he he sent us some some uh, some uh, clips, and he was like amazing. So he was in the band, and uh, then when Nicholas left, uh, we were we had like a day or two until the tour would start in in the US. This was in the beginning of "I the Mask," like the touring cycle of "I the Mask," and it's like, wh- what do we do? Our, our music is made we don't want to have speaking of having stuff on tracks we don't want to have a guitar on, on on tracks we want this is made to be played with two guitars so let's look for an american and oh yeah chris he's you know he's maybe he's not doing anything or he was doing something with of defiance and we knew him since the jack Pants or nevermore days uh so we knew uh, on the personal side there was you know we, it was awesome already and he came in and helped us out and He's still here <laughs> so, and and so it, it happened very organically but it was it was not meant to be that way but it's it's awesome we gel together and we're really it's so much like everybody want to be here and and we have a good good vibe and and yeah i think we sound a really good live too but i mean that's not the that's not when you start a band that's not what you think you know you think you're going to start with the same group of guys and up until the day the end and then that's it but life comes in between and here we
1: are do you do you guys think you and bjorn are, are tough to be in a band with when you see like people kind of slowly start 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 to leave and kind of go separate ways uh, i think we are the greatest people ever but no i, I mean
2: <laughs> yeah maybe that could that could be you know that could be i mean who, who knows i mean um I, I'm very deterred. I mean, I I know what I want. I know what to do. I want. I know what I mean. But I mean, I'm not always right, you know. And but I think that there are different points in life. And as I said, things happen. We we never fired anyone. It's just the way it is. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, that's a a question for someone else, I guess. Um. But you- I, I I I know what I want. I know what I, I know how to like. I want to take this band here, you know. And then I go for that, you know. But I mean, that's I I don't yeah I don't know how to answer really
1: you know. Would you guys ever tour with like the Halo Effect or something like that and do like a bring bring the forces together or is there is there tension there?
2: I mean I don't I don't you know we're I think we're on different paths in, in a way I mean we are here on our 14th album and they are have just released their first and um, I don't know who's in the band <laughs> anymore but I, I almost and um i mean who maybe who knows you know there's like but I, if you know
1: well, i don't know well i I didn't know if like in the streets of stockholm there's like like the movie like the warriors you know like no. there's different factions and then you no. guys have to like knife fight in the streets or something
2: <laughs> no i i think we're we're
1: beyond that by now
2: but no 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 but i, I think we're in a different place you know and it's just i mean why why do they want to be connected with inflames I, I i mean they are starting forming their own band they are they need to find their own identity i for, sure. for them it would be, for them it would be good to do a, let's say when they done their fourth album maybe we will do it you know because then they become this their own entity and, and their own band um and i think they they need that and they they deserve to have that place too um the first album is fairly easy anyway and then the second then everything will be compared to that all the time Sure. Same. I mean, how it was for us. So.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's tough, you know. To um, I don't I don't know if the the connections or the links will ever be not there because it's just it's hard for it not to be. You know, just it, no, it's just no.
2: no but and it, and it's not it's not the first for us. It's not the first band with an ex Inflames member either. Yeah. I think people are too big of a fuss about it, and they think like like yeah like I like, we we. We made this album before hearing a single note of Halo. F- we had no—I mean, yeah. you know—it it, ca- it came really out of the blue. I heard it from someone else, and and it's fine. I mean, if they want to do it, that's fine. It's like whatever. <laughs> it's just, like everybody's entitled to do whatever, and then it, it, it's fine. Um, I, I I I am in this band, and I I have my own path to follow.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm I'm of the mind, you know, that there's healthy competition is a good thing right because it pushes us to be better and and work on our craft and uh it's like you know you go to a festival right you want to have the best set of the festival right you want to be go out there and and kick ass and that that always helps um but at the end of the day i always think there's more than enough out there for everyone and that uh you know if you're a great band and someone else is a great band, that everyone can do well you know and everyone can have success and like we're not in competition with each other in that Respect.
2: Yeah, I was like, to me, it's not a competition anyway. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I surpassed that because I already surpassed all my dreams and goals for this anyway. You know, I I didn't even think I would be here by now doing what I do, and and but I feel better than ever. I'm so fucking happy. You know, like for what we achieved and what we can do, and we still have people seeing us wherever we go in the world. Um, and, and and it's just like, that's rewarding to me, you know?
1: That's awesome. Um, I saw you have a, a bunch of European dates lined up for the summer and things yeah. like that. This album comes out this week. Is there gonna be some big US tour announcement sometime soon? Um,
2: No, not as we know, but as you know, uh, management, might come from out of the blue and say, Hey, here's an opportunity. And we, we love to play and we love to go on tour. So we probably will say yes. And then it's just pack your bags and go. Um, but last year was very intense with the yeah. album. And, and then I, I think we spent six months alone uh, in the States with, with the album and the touring. And then we have UK and your and uh, festivals and then European tour. So it was a lot of shows. So right now we're enjoying some downtime and and focus on releasing this album and then uh, next up for us is Knotfest in in Australia and Japan so that's in March um, and then we'll see what happens um, but I mean obviously there will be a bunch of touring for this album and and, and you
1: know we I, I we will
2: tour a year or two or three on this one. You
1: no, know, I was just gonna say I was like this is an interesting rollout. They do all the touring before the album comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, stopped to <laughs>
2: it's it, 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 like you know with the COVID and how things were, but I, I feel
1: kind of nice in
2: in a way to because uh, we played, what is it like three or four songs from the album, prior yeah. to this live and 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 you know I, it you know it feels yeah it's an odd way, but that's just yeah it is what it is.
1: Well, yeah, I mean I was really interested and in also following, kind of. Not only your album, but how a lot of albums are rolled out now. Because I was looking, yeah. I think the first song came out seven months ago. Yeah. Which is, so so in this weird way, even though the album's not out, we're kind of used now to rolling out these singles. And I think it's better because it allows people to get really familiar with that yeah. and have a form of relation with that one song and that one video. And like I said, you'll come to the show. And you'll play three songs and people probably are really familiar with those songs because they're right there in their face, you know?
2: Yeah, we want to have them so we can play them live, you know, like that's that's what it was more more than a plan of rolling out the album in a certain way. Because I am more personally, I would like to hear like one single and then the album comes out. But, you know, with the COVID and everything, (coughs) sorry, it's um, it's the way it is. And since we were on the tour, we want to play the songs. Two, and we, the album was done so we were like we want to fucking play it <laughs> so, you know so as soon as we had something out we played played the song live um and yeah yeah but i, I can't wait to get out and play i mean again we we're a band that want to tour so i don't want to sit at home not not touring so and and we want all of the songs can be played live and i they will not be played at all at the same time I promise you that but on a rotation you know at the end of this cycle I hope we played at least once all of them
1: yeah well listen I I think the album's gonna be really successful and um you know you guys are doing all the right things and I'm 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 proud of you as a friend I'm happy as a fan of the band just to have uh you know another great piece of part of your incredible catalog and i just really appreciate you taking time to do this show man the people who listen to the show are really going to be happy to hear from you i appreciate that my friend very nice words thank you very much absolutely and just have a good have a good day all right and congrats yeah, on the record I'll, cheers i'll
2: see you see you out there somewhere
1: yes sir we, we definitely will yeah. bye 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 have it that was meet your maker which is the latest single i guess you'd say they did a video for it for the new in flames album forlorn which just came out does say forlorn god damn that ain't the name of the album it's "Forgone." <laughs> see what happens i don't have notes i know it's something like that i hope i'm about the only one to do that "Forgone," "Forgone," and uh that's, that's like a I feel like that's an In Flames classic banger. It's gonna be in the set for a long time. It just it has all. So it has it has all the stuff in there. You know, I I, I love that song so much. And and the record's great. I really recommend you guys check it out out now. And uh, yeah, thank you to uh, Anders uh, and thank you to Chris Shields at uh, 10th Street for setting that up. I really appreciate it. I know you know Anders. He's been around. You know he was on Finn's show, Punk Rock NBA. He was on Lamb Goat, you know. You know, he's always, he's kind of hoeing around as, for, for interviews. You know, I see what's going on here, guys. Really doing the push. But you know what? I'll take what I can get, okay, when it comes to the big dogs. <laughs> I really will. I, I appreciate it either way. And, you know, any any anytime anyone from Inflames wants to come on the show, please. I've, I've been trying to get Jesper, the old guitar player, and could make it happen but you know jasper if you're listening you know if you're you're if you're a state listener hit hit, holler at your boy all right i'd love to talk to you so and you know, pretty much anyone from the the swedish lovely bands you know who inspired me so or you know anywhere in scandinavia i I would love to have on the show i don't think i've had anyone from a sugar on the show should i should i should look into that that would be nice or michael from opeth that'd be cool i gotta uh gotta hit michael up see if i got his email somewhere all right well what's going on here not too much i was uh i was gonna be taking a chill day i started on monday i was like all right i'm I'm dieting i'm getting my my, you know getting all my stuff together i'm gonna start holding it down and then yesterday was valentine's day and we went out to dinner and we drank and then everything just went out the window so and today's a little bit of a lost day so kind of back to square one but that's all right because it takes a lot of willpower to, to to get everything, but but that's all right. You, know, you, you, you go, you get knocked down, you get back up, you try again. So I'm trying to get my shit together, all right? This year is very interesting for me because Bad Wolves has three shows in April, and I think we're going to Europe. Well, no, I know we're going to Europe in June, do some of the big festivals. And other than that, I don't think we're going to be touring for a while, so... And the record's going to be done pretty soon. So I have, to, I have to fill my calendar with things, you know. So I think I'm going to be getting together on some Twitch stuff. And that's a lot of projects. I got to, that's, that's why I need to get my shit together. Because when you're in my position, if you don't, you know, put the work in, you know, set things up, you know, rent's due, motherfucker. You better, you better, you're going to be shit out of luck. So when you're, when you're self-employed, you got to, you got to create your own work. And that takes, takes a lot of discipline. And i I've wavered with that and it's well i would say i've waver, wavered with it i think when you're on tour all the time i've struggled where i come home from tour and then boom i can just kind of get into whatever flow um because you know the band has been such you know t- has taken up an outsized amount of my my attention especially in the last year because of all the touring that, that we've done it's it was just a very intense process so you kind of like get home takes you a while, takes a minute to decompress and then you're on one thing, the next, and you know, op- that open r- road is exciting, but it's also a little daunting, you know? So it, you know, that, that, that's how it goes. And so I'm trying to lean into the excitement part of it, but also think no, it takes a sharp mind. Um, so it's just trying to, I think if you can wrangle the health part of it and get all that stuff together, it makes everything else flow, you know? So you, you, you know, Get the mind working, the body, the spirit all working together and good things will happen. So I'm looking forward to doing some things. Anyway, thank you guys as always for listening to the show. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your cousin, you know, even if they ugly, uh, they can still listen to the show. All right. Y'all be good. Keep it real. Mama's out.
0: One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know.